the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community that sees all things new. I am Jennifer Nuya, streaming from Capita Philippines. You're watching Stories from the French, Season 2, Episode 1. Please let me know that you can hear me well by typing into the comment section where you are joining us from today. And you can also use the same chat box to drop in your comments, ask your questions, or just share whatever you would like to share with us today. We will also drop links later on that you can copy for later use. For those who are jo uh, joining us for the first time, Stories from the Fringe aims to push for more diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in all aspects of our lives. It is our dream to co-create a world where individual differences like race, gender, ability, class, among others, are not only seen but also celebrated. We believe that we can all be a part of this collective vision. In order to make the most of our time together, we encourage you to tune out or remove all distractions and prepare to make notes, mental or written, and be fully engaged with our guest today, Dr. Pilar Bolawin. Today, I'm so proud and I am delighted to welcome in on our show, Dr. Pilar Bolawin. Dr. Bolawin, a doctor of public administration, um, licensed real estate broker, licensed real estate appraiser, and financial advisor. She was employed as a government employee in the position of Human Resource Management Officer 3 in Pagibig Fund, Butuan Branch, for 23 years. Wow, that's, that's a very, very long time. Chosen as the 2009 Most Outstanding Human Resource Management Practitioner by the Civil Service Commission of Caraga Region. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bulawin. Good morning, Jennifer. 
Uh, all right. To all our televiewers, thank you for having me here. It's a great honor. Mm -hmm. Thank you for agreeing to this conversation. Now to start our conversation on a positive note, I would like to share three things that I am most um, grateful about today. So number one, I woke up healthy and um, with my mental faculties intact. I think that's already worth more than $1 million. And I also had my morning coffee really good morning coffee so i am alert <laughs> i'm alert and enthusiastic about about today about what life has to offer for the rest of the day and then um the third one is i woke up with the chirping of the birds outside my my window so i feel like i'm in some suburban uh village in italy so what are you um happy about what are you grateful about pilar um, for this day? Okay, I'm grateful for this day that my family, uh, my uh, my husband arrived yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I'm very glad. And this time, uh, I'll be sharing a message to our televiewers. I'm very excited and grateful okay. for that. That's only one. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you have two more that you can be grateful for. Uh, I'm very grateful for the good health and the mm -hmm. safety and also the families that I have and also with the friends that mm -hmm. that I am with. So I'm grateful to God for that. Yeah, and speaking of friends, speaking of friends, we have, thank you, uh, we have Kim Jasriel Kutamura. We also have Jake Lord Bulawin. Okay. Nice supporting song. yeah supporting our live stream today and also charito payarco danao also Neil leonas to name a few yeah. thank you very much yeah. these are your relatives and or your friends right relatives and friends mm -hmm. wonderful so they're showing your uh their support to you today all right so i feel i asked that question because i believe that gratitude I'm sure you will agree with me. Attitude is the aptitude for altitude. And if we are grateful for the things that we have right now, then God, whoever, um, God who gives us all these blessings, he will be more encouraged to give us more blessings, right? Because of that gratitude. Yes. Yeah, we will find more things to be grateful for. All right. So we mentioned earlier, um, Pilar, that you've worked for the government for the last 23 years as an HR Officer 3. Now, um, as, as an HR practitioner myself, I wonder what is the thing that you like most about being an HR practitioner? Uh, the things that I like most is about uh, the trainings, the the, the processes, the system, mm -hmm. the models, and mm -hmm. the people skills that I learned when I was working as an HR. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that you love the most. How about the things that you like the least? The like the least, um, maybe some systems or models are not being uh, well implemented. Mm -hmm. and so it impacted the employees. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you are you, if you have uh, an employee mindset, you will never know what's up in the management side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. And you left. 
you left your um, HR practice um, for 23 years. So what made you decide to make the jump? Uh, I make a shift, a career ch change for advancement. Because mm -hmm. um, I already have a license in real estate. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to practice that. And we already have uh, real properties to attend to. Mm -hmm. uh, we have properties in Manila also. So I need to have a focus. Mm -hmm. I see, I see. And uh, I, I would like to um, add that you have a book. Yeah, yes. Yes. So was this a part of your practice as an HR when you made or, or wrote the book? Uh, actually, it's a dissertation in my doctoral degree, Doctor of Public Administration. When I was still working, I usually have, uh, I tend to, to have continuous learning like like enrolling in doctoral and real estate because uh, my mm -hmm. husband's working abroad. So in order to have a busy schedule, I usually go to school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Can you tell us more about the book? How many months did you spend doing the research for the book? Uh, I spent six months doing the research of the book. Okay, and um, it says, he, um, what's the title of the book for the appreciation of our viewers? Uh, that the book is entitled, Readiness and Intention to Early Retirement Among Government Employees in Butuan City. Mm -hmm. And when we say government employees, is it only limited to the employees of um, Pag-ibig Fund where you worked for? Or is it transversal? It also, it also included, involved employees from other industries or sectors uh the voices or the surveys are came are came from the six sectors of the government we mm -hmm. have the gocc the ngas the constitutional commission the financial institution the gia and the local government units so the six mm -hmm. sectors oh i can imagine the love and the care that went into writing the book it took you six months and then it involved also the six sectors right yes and um how many respondents are we talking about uh we i have a population of 478 with a sample mm -hmm. of 239 to represent Okay, so I would assume that that's the um, at least ten percent of the population, right? Yeah, okay, right. Okay, so dear viewers, I had to highlight that because in the previous months I have on my feed uh, saying there are surveys created by by some organizations, and they say, "Oh, this political candidate." top the survey and then when you looked at the number of respondents it's only 2400 and to my mind pilar right for for people who are uh, who are doing research right independently or collectively with other researchers 2400 is not representative of 114 million filipinos if i'm not mistaken 2400 is like point zero zero twenty one percent hardly hardly a valid uh sample population so uh i hope that those people who read just the headlines and don't really read the the whole news story be very careful in believing that 
the the results the results of the the survey or the study so you see here pilar she she took um six months and it's a it's a it's it's a long time right six months and then she did um studies there is i presume pilar also quantitative and qualitative data involved yes. right yes uh -huh. I made a researcher uh, made tool questionnaire for the qualitative data and mm. I made a series of focus group discussions for the quantitative data, qualitative data. Yes, yes, yes. So just to validate the results of the quantitative data. Yes, right? uh, yeah. it, it also underwent a reliability test for the questionnaires given to the respondents. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. So we just need, I just needed to highlight that. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. And then also further to the book, um, can you please brag a little because the book is uh, deemed as the second best paper in business and governance category, right? During the Taiwan Philippines, um, how do you say that? Act academic conference in Cebu City last 2014. Yes. Can you please tell more about it? Uh, I, I participated as one of the podium presenter during the sixth Taiwan Philippines International Conference in Cebu and we have 17 contenders for that category and I was surprised I was chosen in second place. Mm -hmm. So you came there as a podium uh, presenter but you came out a winner so how does that feel <laughs> um i i wonder if uh, i really love the research but uh mm -hmm. it resulted that uh, i need to go on mm -hmm. further studies on research and literature so i love mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. yeah, i'm so proud of you pilar Thank you. You just, you just you just created that dissertation and you came out as one of the winners. It's Thank it's you. wonderful because uh, other countries are beginning to appreciate the Filipino talents. Yeah, so yeah. I have some friends from from abroad and they are asking me actually, oh Jennifer, do you do you know someone? Can you connect me with someone who has this expertise? Because now with the the global global borders, we're not saying about the physical borders, but the digital borders. I think that's one upside of this. That's one upside of this COVID nineteen pandemic, right? We realize that there's really no dearth, there's really no limitation on the talents that we have. But the question is, how can I connect to the talents in other countries? like yes. india um vietnam and also here in the philippines so other other countries are now appreciating that yeah so so i believe that's a validation that that um that win in that uh philippine taiwanese conference was just a validation of the love and care that you put into that dissertation so very good very good well done pilar and then also um, I wonder, do you have any other books that you are currently writing? I really wanted to write the second book. It's about the love of two parents because mm -hmm. I'm an adopted child. Mm -hmm. So I really love to write that book. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So, um, can you please tell me more about that? The uh, love of know. parents. Is it something from personal experience, if I may ask? Yes, it's a, it's a personal experience because at first when I learned that I'm adopted, uh, I felt betrayal. Mm-hmm. And I understand that those who, who knew that they are adopted, they, they rebel. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, just, uh, I just go through the process and accept, and accept it. So when the acceptance came, uh, I it opened me opportunities, and I learned to appreciate two parents. One gave me the heredity, uh-huh. and the other one gave me the environment, mm-hmm. the love, the care. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. How many years have you reached that point of acceptance? Uh, it took me, I think, five years. Five years. Okay. So when did so when did you learn that you were adopted, if I may ask? Uh, when I was in high school, uh, I, I, I got the baptismal certificate in Chabacano, in a mm-hmm. box, a soda box. And then, mm-hmm. but I, I met my biological parents in Cebu mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. When you were 23 years old, you found out that you're adopted? Yes, confirmed. Okay. Uh-huh, confirmed. Okay, so this is very timely that you share that that you share that because prior to this live stream, my mother and I we were talking about adoption because I have at least watched two uh, movies about adoption. And I was thinking, why why did some people when they were adopted, they turned out well, you know? And why did some people after learning that they've been adopted, they rebel? So now that you've mentioned that, I wonder, was there ever a time before that period of acceptance that you felt you wanted to rebel, uh, that you wanted to rebel? No, there was no point of rebelling because we are, we, we are poor. So mm-hmm. I needed to, to assess our financial situation. So I need to mm-hmm. go further in my studies, although I underwent identity crisis. Mm-hmm. So, but never will I forget to value my education. I always continue learning. I always continue going to school despite the problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can, can you tell us more about the identity crisis? I'm, I'm curious because uh, this is something new to me. Okay. Uh, you, you will be uh, questioning yourself, who am I? Because you don't know yet your biological parents. So that's mm-hmm. a big question because uh, you have to know yourself in order mm-hmm. to know your future. Mm-hmm. So so when I knew my parents, that's the time that I dream again. I continue mm-hmm. to look forward for the future because I know mm-hmm. where I came from. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah, and that's very important, right? That you know your roots. Yeah. So you you now live in so you now appreciate having two people, two two families loving you, right? So I think that's mm-hmm. that makes you more fortunate than most, right? Because, yes. Very fortunate. <laughs> and I'm because, loving it. Yes, please continue. Uh, and I'm appreciating the fact that I have two parents who loves me with uh-huh. different uh, different dimensions, different perspectives. Oh, yeah. 
So I need to to know their love languages because they are different. Oh, I see. I see. Yep. Yep. Every person has a different love language. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Actually, um, that reminds me of the golden rule that we should treat other people as we want to be treated. But going further than the golden rule, you've mentioned the love language. We should treat people the way they want to be treated, right? Just because our love language is quality time doesn't mean that's the love language of our spouse, of our of our son. Probably we feel that, okay, I'm doing everything that I can to make you feel loved. I spend quality time. But if, if that is not the love language of the person, they will still feel that it's inadequate, yes. right? Yeah, yes. so thank you for pointing that out. All right, so um, we're 30 minutes into the show. I believe that we um, were up for a short break. So we will continue our conversation after this short break. Welcome to Strata Results, where we take a partnership approach to ensuring that your business processes, chosen technology, people, and information are aligned to support your business. Strata Results, partnering for your success.
Social media can be overwhelming for entrepreneurs and business owners, and Alan actually struggles with daily content that converts sales. But don't fret, Rise Up Creatives Worldwide is here to help you with daily customizable captions, exclusive photos, and an easy-to-use design studio, all in one digital platform. Plus, monthly masterclasses to help you grow your business with just five minutes of investment each day. Join us today. It's time to rise up and be creative. TNC is a live streaming platform for programs for people on the go. Please watch all of our shows as seen on the screen. Imagine having your own show, your own playlist, your own content, but we make it easier for you. TNC aims to transform the lives of our viewers through engaging authentic and original content. Our vision is to become a global 24-7 live streaming channel that showcases Filipino talent, global influencers, cultural intelligence, and ingenuity. Of course, I encourage you to watch Stories from the Fringe, live-streamed every Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Philippine Standard Time. You can watch live or on replay via Facebook or YouTube. Follow us on IG, listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Just search hashtag TNC now. For sponsorships, Please email now at thenewchannel.com or send us a DM. Enjoy these life-changing shows because we made them just for you. All right, before we went on a short break, we were talking with Dr. Pilar Bulawin. She spent 23 years in Pagibi Fund, Butuan Branch, as an HR practitioner for, last 20, for the last 23 years. But she decided to shift career to real estate um, appraisal and also as a financial advisor. And she also wrote the book, Readiness and Intention to Retire. So later on, we will know more about this book. Can we welcome again Dr. Pilar Bulawin? Hi, Dr. Pilar Bulawi. Right, so, so now um, you said that uh, you, in your book, you espouse the idea that we can retire, right? Early. Um, what is the premise of the book about retiring early? Uh, it is about, uh, uh, I have noticed that most of the government employees uh, are not financially educated in terms mm -hmm. of uh, future ready, mm -hmm. and especially in early retirement. Mm -hmm. So, and the government uh, at that time uh, have issued an executive order 366 in October mm -hmm. 2004, which is rationalization plan, and it's about being implemented. Uh, so, it affected employees. Some may retire, and some will be up to to be transferred to other places. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my question is, how can we retire early in this VUCA world? Uh, for the appreciation of our uh, viewers, VUCA means volatile, uncertain, 
Can you help me here, Pilar? Okay. Complex? A complex and, and ambiguous. And ambiguous. Okay, so how can we retire early knowing that there are many existential risks like this COVID pandemic that we did not expect, right? Okay, before you make a decision to retire early, you need to assess your financial situation. Mm -hmm. So uh, at any age, you can retire. So once you are financially stable or you can have an emergency fund of about six months to fill the gaps for any emergency or family matters. And then you try, you, you change paradigm mm -hmm. into something, some, into doing some work that you love to do. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, because sometimes you are working that uh, it's very rotinary, so there comes a, uh, a period that you make a, some transition for growth and professional fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, why do you think that some government employees are not prepared to retire early or I have four indicators mentioned in the book, which is attitude, professional fulfillment, career shift and advancement, and financial independence. So from that four indicators, uh, the, the result is less ready for the four indicators. They have their high intention to retire early, but the maturity in terms of attitude is they cannot uh, yet ready to handle the retirement phase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, right? They're not emotionally, mentally ready. Okay. Why? Was it because they were heavily, I, I, uh, they heavily identified with their um, career as part of their identity? Is that it? Yes. Uh, work in, is part of building your identity. So it's very hard to reveal your identity once you retire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You mentioned that there are also several stages to retirement. Will you be able to share that with our viewers? Stages of retirement, yes. yes. Uh, first is before you retire, you, you have the planning time in finances. Your goal is to have a happy, healthy, and wealthy retirement. So you need to come up with uh, that's the, the journey that you'll be going through is the planning time, which is you will also have to celebrate the big day that you retire. And mm -hmm. then and then after that the honeymoon stage, you you will you will feel I'm free, the freedom. Mm -hmm. No longer working. And then mm -hmm. after that the enchantment wherein you feel disappointed along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it takes I, I for me after my mini retirement, I call it mini retirement from the mm -hmm. government service. It took me five years to, to embrace entrepreneurship. To embrace oh. it. it took me mm -hmm. five years to understand and to feel and to embrace really how to become a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. So at the time that I embraced that, I tried to build a new identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I, from the company managed schedule, I managed to have a, a self-managed retirement schedule. So, mm -hmm. so the routine, uh, it keeps it keeps me moving on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. 
Was was this the reason why you decided to become a financial advisor? Because you realized that many government employees are not prepared to retire early. Yes, financial advisor can can coach or can mentor you on the financial planning to mm-hmm. prepare for future for the future. And as I've noticed, when I am in real estate, paper assets also is very important because if you are buying a property, you need mm-hmm. to have an insurance for the MRI and the fire. And, and also to for the state planning, uh, paper assets is very important because mm-hmm. uh, uh, so that's why financial advisor, I, I like the job of a financial advisor. Okay. As a financial advisor, do you have, for example, when someone when someone wants to to build his or her wealth, do you have a list of priorities, like a yes. foundation number one, number two, number three? Which of these things do you need to work on first before you can build on that? Okay, you have a life goals depending on the different life stages. The life stages are the exploration the establishment, the maintenance, and the enchantment, meaning you have to to undergo the life stages of pre-family, young mm-hmm. family, growing family, mm-hmm. emptiness, and mm-hmm. retire, retirement. Mm-hmm. Now, with these life stages, you need to have a goal, the life goals. That mm-hmm. is the income protection. You need to protect your income, the funding of the education for your children, and the retirement planning, which is very essential at any age, the moment that you enter into the workforce, you have to think of the end, the transition of the retirement, so that you have much time to prepare for your retirement. And next is for the life goals, you have living with impaired health. You need also to 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 have that goal. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Okay, you've mentioned empty nest. So this, I presume, this means to, um, the time when the children are grow uh, grown up, and then they have their own families. They leave the nest, the house, right? Yes, yes, yes. But, but in the Philippine culture, sometimes the nest doesn't really become empty because even if I'm sure you're you're you know what I'm saying, even if. Yes. The, the children are already with children they're of their own they still live in the house i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing right yes in my survey uh, i usually include the extended families living mm-hmm. because it affects your finances with extended families but it's very also supportive for you mm-hmm. to have your yeah. relatives yes I, I, I agree with you on that. There is always a positive and a negative in every situation. Yes. So if you have your children living with you, even after they have already their own families, then you can get to enjoy your grandsons and granddaughters. And your grandsons and granddaughters, they get to uh, have the family values, right? Yes, yes. For me, that's also a big thing because when I had a child, when I had my child, I, I don't want, I didn't want, um, the values of another person imbibed by my own child. Of course, I want the family values passed on to my child. So that's that's the positive. But again, as you mentioned, if there's an extended family, uh, the the finances, the finances will also be affected of the parents, right? Because yes, instead yes. of them uh, preparing for that 
time when they can enjoy, you know, their hard-earned money, retirement money, that will also be used to to support the to support the the growing extended family. Yeah. So I think it's just a, a balance of things, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm I'm just um, making it clear, no judgment on on the those people who are. Um, still with their with their um, extended families because I also I also have my family nearby mm-hmm. and it's great it's great to to have a get together once in a while yeah right? it's part of our culture a Filipino culture mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay so anything else um now um I'm happy that you have um agreed with us today thank you for the many nuggets of wisdom that you have shared with us uh dr balawin thank you very much for joining us how can our viewers continue with the conversation with you how can they follow you on social media and find out more about you okay you can connect me uh through linkedin and also i have my facebook and also i would like to to uh to invite you to grab a copy of my book which mm-hmm. is available in Durance Bookstore, and it is uh, available worldwide, mm-hmm. uh, distributed worldwide uh, in Japan, France, Germany, and other countries as well. Wow, that's wonderful. Fascinating. Who knows? Perhaps you will uh, see your name in one of the best-selling authors, right? Um, God is willing. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I don't doubt it. Dear viewers, so we can continue providing you with content that you like and that best serve your needs, we encourage you to drop in your comments, send us a message. And on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, how do you rate today's conversation with Dr. Pilar Bulawin? Please take a few moments to share that in the comment section. And for those of you who enjoyed today's conversation, we encourage you to be with us again next Thursday, April 28, uh, 10.30 Philippine Standard Time. We have a special guest, another special guest with special presentation. So we encourage you to um, keep your eyes filled for that. Thank you all so much for being here. Enjoy the rest of your day and evening, depending where you are in the uh, in the world. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Pilar Balawi. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Love, joy, and peace, everyone. God bless everyone.